Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Fulmer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks, we're back. It's Super Bowl week. It's the Deep Fried Bets Podcast, Super Bowl Super Show. And we got some superstars joining us tonight. On the hook from Sweden, Emil Wanforce is back. And from Atlanta, Georgia, Matthew Bimmershine is back with us again. The gang is here. Collier, it's tax season. Sorry, buddy. We're not, <laughs> not going to hear from you until April. So, uh, But, you know, we got Emil and we got Boomer. And we got winners, which is all that matters. We got a lot coming in for you tonight for the Super Bowl Super Show. Fellas, how you doing this afternoon, or this evening, I should say? Well, uh, doing uh, doing pretty good. Uh, past two weeks have been quite a struggle. I never knew what rock bottom looked like until uh, I caught myself gambling on the University of North Carolina at Greensboro game on a Tuesday while I ate pizza rolls and... Uh, Hammered Coors Law. Yeah, how'd that go? Did you win that game? No, no, definitely not. That's a complete blind guess, theoretically. Did uh, did anyone here bet on the Pro Bowl? Uh, no. I almost did, but um, I went ahead and bought uh, bought a little bit of heroin, so I could have <laughs> that game. Good. I'm glad no one bet on I, I think that makes you like an actual addict if you have money on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I had the AFC, I had that locked in, but then I ended up holding off. No, I legit in the morning thought, I'm going to take the under in this game. But then I was like, no, because that would make me want to watch it. And I have no interest in watching this shitty-ass football game. Thank God I didn't. Under would have hit, didn't matter. Uh, Didn't want to watch that game. Emil, how's Sweden treating you? Uh, Fair enough, I guess. What time is it over there? Uh, 3.27 a.m. right nice. now. Uh, how how cold is not that cold over there? Uh, in Fahrenheit? I don't know. Uh, minus one in oh, Celsius. Fine. So that's like 30? I guess. Yeah, because like 32 is zero, so math is, you know, it's 31, 30, somewhere in there. It can't be that bad. Yeah, but I'm not up in the north anymore, so that's uh, I'm in the middle part now. Uh, what city are you in? Uh, you know, my hometown. Where you bro. Yeah, man. Where awesome. dreams are made right there. Yeah, or or the opposite. No, it, it's, it's a good town. All right, so. That's, that was a great geography lesson that you uh, gave up gambling podcast right there. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're here for. 35 seconds worth of airtime on that. Hey, look, you know, we like to know where our, uh, where our guests are coming from. But let's give a little rundown of tonight. We got a great guest, uh, Ken Thompson, coming on a little later. Ken is uh, from AgainstTheNumber.com. He's he hosts the uh, SportsX Radio Show on 720 KWN Vegas. Uh, we'll get to Ken's interview here in a minute. Really good stuff about the Super Bowl. He's a college basketball guy too. We'll talk a little bit about college basketball with him. But um, here's a little rundown, uh, kind of opening up right now, seeing how everybody's doing. We're gonna find out what the Super Bowl is like in Sweden here in just a second kind of see what's going on uh, if anybody has any non-football gambling after that we'll get to that then i think we'll shoot to ken thompson's interview we're gonna get to some prop bets for you we've got our five favorite prop bets i guess you could call it the vault of prop bets uh for us this weekend 
Uh, Twitter, we're going to find out the official results, see how y'all picked the game. Then we're going to get into it. We're going to get into Super Bowl 51 and some over-unders and our official game picks. Uh, while I'm at it, y'all check us out on Deep Fried Bets, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, had a couple giveaways this week right now. We got a Yeti Rambler up for a giveaway, Deep Fried Bets Yeti 20-ounce Rambler. Pretty sweet gift. Uh, go check that out. See how you can win that on Twitter. Uh, if you retweet the podcast link after this is through, I'll throw your name in the hat again. Your name's already in there. You'll get thrown in again if you retweet this link. That's what you get for listening to Deep Fried Bets podcast. All right, so let's shoot two to mill. Tell us what Super Bowl Sunday is like in Sweden. Uh, well, I guess it depends. They actually have a few places that uh, – uh, that you can go and watch it live, like so, a like a, re- like a restaurant or something like that. It kicks off at what, like midnight for y'all? Yeah, I think it kicks off at uh, yeah around midnight. That should be right. Yeah, uh, but the way I'm watching it, I have the whole week off. I have Monday off just to prepare for this game. Oh, nice! Uh, but I think I'm the only one who does that actually. So. Uh, it's not that big, but I have made it big here. Hell so, yeah. Oh, hey, yep. Hopefully, um, you know, Monday will be a good day for you. I guess Monday, it's technically Super Bowl Monday. Yeah, that's technically right. Mm. Super Bowl Monday. Okay, so not the biggest over there. Well, as uh, we're about to find out here in a second from Ken Thompson, that uh, varies a little bit from Vegas. Uh, pretty interesting take he had on uh, <clears throat> what a Super Bowl week is like out in Las Vegas. But while we're at it, gents, I know that uh, – Super Bowl Sundays, and while we're here, it's a Super Bowl Super Show, and that's good and well. But there's other stuff going on in the world. Does anybody have uh, any non-Super Bowl picks for us this weekend? Any soccer, Emil? Maybe even Boomer's got some hockey for you to throw out. Well, I uh, <laughs> had a couple of a uh, couple of puck slaps this past uh, this past week that ended up paying out. Um, one that uh, one I was looking at on Saturday was the uh, New York Islanders at line. Hasn't come out yet. Islanders probably gonna be anywhere around uh, minus one twenty-five. Go ahead and grab them. Okay, taking the <laughs> at, home. Uh, at home against the Hurricanes. Uh, well, at home, you know they're having to move, so it's not much of a home field advantage. <sighs> Shit, they're all in New York. New York's the same for all those scumbags out there. No matter if you're underneath the. Pile of dog shit or up in Trump Tower, all the same. Same thing. All right, so, uh, Emil, you got any soccer for us? Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, Saturday is going to be stacked with soccer and Sunday as well. So uh, uh, there's a few games that I have checked out. uh, I would say Barnsley versus Preston. I would pick Barnsley. And uh, Sunday, obviously. Mm -hmm. My go-to team leads playing away, Huddersfield. So, you gonna take Leeds United in that one? Uh, I will probably take them, yes, but um, I'm not sure if it's a good bet yet. Yeah, y'all stay tuned on Twitter. We'll get some more picks out like that on the soccer world. All right, so let's go ahead and shoot to Ken Thompson again. Ken, uh, SportsX Radio host, against the number dot com. Good stuff here. Check it out. All right, folks, we'd like to welcome Ken Thompson to the program. Uh, Ken Thompson, with us. he's a SportsX radio host. You can find him on 720KDWN um, in Vegas. Uh, you've got againstthenumber.com as well. Also, you can find Ken on Twitter at SportsX Radio or at Ken Thompson 87 uh, Ken, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing this evening? 
No, I'm doing real well, Blake. Yeah, just uh, just another week in Vegas, baby. Absolutely. So Super Bowl week, how is that treating you out there? Yeah, that's the thing. We're not even allowed to talk to call it Super Bowl. We got to call it the big game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, uh, you know, with the game and crap. And it's you know, at the end of the day, it's it's so hypocritical. I mean, Blake, as you know, I mean, outside of the Sunday flex schedule, when you're watching these Thursday night games and it's Cincinnati and Cleveland and. You know, it's a boring-ass game in the third quarter. I mean, if you can't bet on the game, the total, the side, in running wagering, who the heck's going to be watching the game? Exactly. That's why, yeah, I didn't know that uh, Vegas wasn't allowed to use Super Bowl either. That's interesting. So, um, what is a Super Bowl week like out in Vegas? Well, you know, it gets it really gets going, you know, that second week. The first week, you know, kind of low, and people come in. Some people take an extended vacation. But as of today, like as of this Thursday, there's a lot of people that plan, you know, for the for the five days, and I say five days because most people that stay here for the Super Bowl, and it's a 3.18 or 3.30 kickoff Pacific time, but they'll make sure that they have off on Monday or that they're going to go back late Monday. So they'll cover that Monday as well to make sure they have that day to travel or to recuperate one or the other. But it is a lot of fun, and I'd say there's, you know, not only, you know, the big game, the Super Bowl, but also March Madness. Those are two things that I look forward to every year being a part of here in the city because they do it upright, and there's so many different opportunities and different op- different options, you know, for you to go enjoy the game. And, and uh, you know, after you've done it a while and you've been part of the, the hoopla and the craziness, it just depends where you want to go. Do you want to be in a more serene setting uh, to where you don't have to put up with every tourist that, you know, is going to just go nuts, or do you want to be part of that? And, uh, you know, I remember the first time that uh, Billy Packer and Bobby Knight actually came out here for March Madness. They were kind of blown away because they always done everything inside a studio. All of a sudden they come out, you know, to Vegas and stuff and see where all these games are won and lost on buzzer beaters and money exchanging hands left and right and, and drinks going and flowing. And it's a great place. You do things in moderation. Las Vegas is the greatest city in the world to live in. Absolutely. So, like, I think, you know, most people know that, you know, Vegas fights are, you know, the big deal, huge deal. What does Super Bowl week compare to, or how does it compare to, like, a big fight out in Vegas? Well, it just depends. But, you know, back in the day, you know, when I was here and uh, I used to come in from California. I'm initially from Jersey, but I transplanted to California and used to come in a lot of times from L.A. and San Diego for some of those big fights, you know, back in the heyday, back when boxing was relevant in this country. And, of course, with it falling off, so far, I mean, every now and then you get some decent boxing matches, but UFC is really, you know, taking over here in Vegas because there are so many more cards that are much more elaborate and, and uh, you know, you just have a lot of different interests there as far as, you know, the new thing, the UFC and the mixed martial arts. So, you know, but when you get a when you get a big time fight, when you get a Mayweather Pacquiao, if it had been what it was billed to be, in other words, if Pacquiao didn't have the rotator cuff problem and if they had done it five years earlier, that's big time. Because back in the day when you had Hagler and Leonard and Hearns and Duran and those guys going at it, it was epic. Back when you had Tyson fights, I mean, that was the biggest thing going on. And it didn't matter who Tyson fought, although the better to fight naturally, you know, the bigger uh, the draw and, and just the, you know, the whole circuit surrounding uh, you know, can you be anywhere where these guys are going to be at? Can somebody find out where the after party is going to be at? I mean, and everybody's got their guy that knows their guy. And, and that's a great thing for me being out here. I've been out here for 17 years. And uh, my good pal, Brady Cannon, who's been out here even a little longer, you know, we have a lot of inside connections that we're able to get into a lot of these things or at least be invited to them if we take 
you know, people up on them. And that's kind of kind of neat when you have those connections. I've been in sportscasting for, you know, close to three decades now. College basketball, I called for a couple teams. So, you know, that's, that's my strongest sport. And then uh, NFL and college football, those are the three that I love the most as far as the handicap and doing it for a while. And against the numbers, give me a great opportunity and really doing well. Football, I've actually had my best NFL season. I really, you know, struggled in the NFL over the last several years because it is such a crapshoot. Yep. And so when you see the, the super contests and things like that, you know, and, and now the amount of people is kind of like the WSOP, the main event. You know, there's so many people now that it really is, uh, you know, there's some luck to, you know, getting into. You can hit 62% and, and not win the thing or not even be in the money now because there's so many entrants. But you know, as far as the actual, uh, you know, Super Bowl week, I, I love it. And when you get to Saturday, you can start really feeling it when you start going in the books. And then that Sunday morning, I mean, I'm up early, you know, by 6 a.m., I'll hit church and then I'll come back. And then it's just, you know, you still have four or five hours to kind of get into it. And everywhere you go, as it gets closer, you can kind of feel it. And it is a lot of fun because of all the different props that you can get involved in. And it's not just the uh, Westgate, former Las Vegas Hilton, that does the big, you know, super sheets as far as the props. You've got CGT. I do my show at the Golden Nugget. They've got a big prop sheet. Uh, the Stations Casinos, which are owned by the Fertitas, who you saw in UFC. I mean, there's so many different places that you can go to to grab prop sheets, and you try and get them when you can. If you see one that makes sense, you try and grab it because those numbers are going to change as the money comes in on it. Right. Yeah, so speaking of some of those props, what uh, what are some that kind of caught your eye leading up to the game or Sunday? Well, you know what, it, what I've done, and, and I don't venture off too far into spreading out my money too thin if I have a uh, if I have an opinion on a side in total, because that's where I want to concentrate the bulk of my money, because that's where I feel that I've, you know, been a, been a follower and kind of uh, an astute scout of the game. But I won't put all my eggs in that basket either because of the in-running wagering that's offered, and things can happen. I mean... We remember so many different things throughout the years. I, I mean, I remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar going down in a, in a playoff series and things like that that all of a sudden changes everything. So, I mean, it all looks well and good, but what happens on play two if Brady gets blindsided and is out of the game? Are you going to feel that comfortable with New England the rest of the way? Or if Matt Ryan goes down or Julio Jones tweets him, you know, a leg or something like that, all of a sudden you've got to kind of plan for the unknown. So that's why a lot of those crops, uh, you got to be careful. And I did get some good advice from a lot of the sharp people that I've known, uh, the Steve Fezzik and people like that that are good friends of mine that said, you know, KT, Dave Malinsky, another guy, just, just be careful. Don't put everything correlated to the same side because if that opinion doesn't pan out, you can get crushed. I mean, you can bet 20 props next thing you know. You're going to go 3-17, and 4-16 and 16 if you have everything correlated to that one side. Right. So you've got to be careful. But one thing I do like, Blake, and I've done this – four times so far in the postseason, and I've hit three out of the four, is I'll go against the touchdown being the first score. And I understand both these teams are going to probably combine for somewhere in the neighborhood of six, eight touchdowns, and that makes a lot of sense to me. But you also have teams that, first off, New England has played in six Super Bowls with the Brady-Belichick tandem, and they've never scored in the first quarter. One of the most surprising stats that you've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, how can that team, as great as they were, even the great 18-0 team that was scoring tons of points, how did they go six consecutive quarters, basically a game and a half, without scoring a point? But it's happened to New England. They have never scored a point with Brady and Belichick combination in six play in six Super Bowl games. So uh, that's one where you got to kind of be careful, uh, you know, as far as if you say, all right, I'm definitely betting, you know, New England to uh, score a touchdown as the first score or, uh, so I've, I've gone field goal four times so far in the postseason. 
Three of the times it's panned out, and every time it's been a plus. I got plus 170 for the first score not to be a touchdown, for it either to be a safety or a field goal. Naturally, I'm looking field goal. I've got Brian. I've got Goskowski. Both guys have great range. It's in a dome, so I don't have to worry about the weather. It's just whether or not, you know, teams get a little conservative. And if Atlanta, you know, has the ball, especially Atlanta, somewhere around the, you know, 33, 34-yard line, and it's a third and 10, they're going to be conservative. They're going to run, try and get five, six points, and then they're going to go and kick that field goal, let Brian get him on the board, just to get the jitters out, because this is their – you know, only their second Super Bowl in their history, but first in a real long time. And they don't have any veterans like Brady that's been there or Belichick that's coached in a lot of these games. So that's one that I like. And I've gotten around uh, plus 140 to plus 170 on the other three that I hit during the playoffs. So, uh, you know, that's one that's always been my favorite because you're getting a plus price. Worst case scenario, you lose, but you don't lose any juice. Right. Perfect. Yep. Okay. All right, so we won't reveal the pick yet, but uh, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier uh, you do some college basketball, college football, or college basketball in full swing now. You got anything that you're looking ahead to this weekend? Maybe on Saturday, uh, some games that you got in mind? Yeah, you know what? What I'll do is I make my lines on, on all the games, including that on board. Uh, I used to call games for UC Riverside back in the day when they were actually a Division II powerhouse, and uh, in fact, 1995, the first year. I uh, called their games. They went to the national championship against Bruce Pearl in Southern Indiana. Bruce, of course, at Auburn after a stint with Tennessee and Wisconsin-Milwaukee. But, uh, you know, I also called Long Beach State games. But I grew up back east, followed St. John's growing up. And, you know, I've really been somebody that's always followed the smaller conferences. So I like the Big West. I like the, the you know, the Big South. And, and you, you give me, like, the Sun Belt and conferences like that. That's where I make my money. And there's some teams that I have followed that I've made really good money on. Elon's been a team that I've made a lot of money on over the last couple of weeks. I've gone against Northern Iowa several times this year because I knew Jacobson was up against it when he lost a guy like Wes Washington. And it just doesn't have that, that shooting and that leadership. And so I'm 5-1 and one against Northern Iowa this year. Uh, so there's certain teams that I'll, I'll find either for or against. And if I feel that I've got a good uh, you know breakdown of their nucleus and, and how they're going to do and I can prognosticate their season – then a lot of times I'll, I'll stay with those. And then I'll go, you know, game by game. I make my lines. I'll follow the injury report. In fact, on my Friday night show, SportsX Radio, you know, after uh, this, this Super Bowl week, I mean, we'll, I'll break down every single college game against the number for Saturday's card and just give little tidbits. And I don't care if it's uh, NC Wilmington and James Madison or if it's Florida and, uh, and, you know, in Georgia. It doesn't matter to me. I, I love them all. I'll follow all the conferences because you can make your money in a lot of the smaller conferences. A lot of times – those numbers are not as, as tight as some of the Big Ten or ACC numbers that, you know, are going to be the main TV games. So uh, books know they're going to get more action on those games. So a lot of times I'll pick and choose some of the smaller ones. But really enjoy that. Enjoy the NBA as well. Uh, I've been re- really following the NBA closely this year because I've been doing some work with a company that uh, focuses solely in on the NBA. But, you know, the NFL, this has been my best season. So, uh, yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, you know, my my particular feeling as far as the uh the game a little bit later when you're ready but uh college basketball i just love it march madness if you can make it out of your plate there's nothing like it i mean those first two days that thursday friday is just outstanding and that's saturday sunday too so really the first four days it's the best because it's wall-to-wall games from 9 a.m in the morning pacific time all the way to about 10 30 at night is when the last game ends okay yeah i've uh i've heard great things i may have to get out there someday um yeah, college basketball, but we've got one more football game, and uh, it's the Super yep. Bowl. So, who you got? Let's hear it. Let's hear your final pick for uh, Sunday. Who you got, Falcons or Patriots? All right, well, here's the thing. In week four, 
I really started looking at it. And I know Atlanta lost their first game at home to Tampa Bay. But what I noticed about the Falcons, and I followed Freeman, you know, at FSU, but really followed Tevin Coleman at Indiana. And I noticed, I said, you know, if Tevin Coleman could ever just be as durable as Freeman to stay healthy, because this kid had trouble staying healthy at Indiana, but he was getting beat up by the Big Ten teams like Ohio State and Michigan State and Michigan, but he was still uh, putting up great numbers against those teams with an Indiana team that, you know, really didn't have the same type athletes. And so I said, man, this guy Coleman to me is one of the best receivers out of the backfield. He's not as powerful a runner as as Freeman, but I love the combination of the two guys, and they always seem to be fresh as long as Coleman was healthy. So as you saw the season, uh, you know, unwind, and Coleman started getting healthier and healthier, and then Julio Jones got a little bit banged up. But now that extra week where Julio's had that extra week, so the two weeks really helped out two players for Atlanta, Julio Jones and Alex Mack. Those two guys needed that extra week to really get their bodies ready for this ballgame. Understood that New England's got more experience. They've got the coaching edge. They've got Brady. That's a given. But when you give me two dynamic dual-threat running backs like Freeman and Coleman, I think they're almost impossible to cover. Because who are you covering them with? A linebacker? Are you going to cheat one of your safeties in? I mean, how are you covering these guys? And if you do that with somebody quicker, that's going to expose you to either Gabriel or Julio Jones speedsters. Now, Sanu's also been banged up, but he's a big target as well. And then you've got Hooper, and you've got uh, the other tight end as well, Tuololo. I mean, you've got, you've got so many weapons for Atlanta, and the pocket has been stable. I mean, that's the whole thing with Matty Ryan. He's getting protection, so you don't see him cringe and kind of go into that, you know, ducking down too often like he had to do a couple years ago because the offensive line was patchwork. This year, the continuity's there, and with Alex Mack anchoring the center position, this team is just, to me, you know, the real deal. And I called them week four. I said, you know what, keep an eye on Atlanta. And as the season went on, and they lost some games they should have won, the game against Kansas City and a couple other wild ones they beat Green Bay by a point. But I said, it's just that offense. That offense is good enough to outscore anybody. And the defense now, I feel, is good enough to slow down anybody. And that includes Brady. New England went up against the uh, either the easiest or the second easiest schedule. Well, there's a couple of conflicting reports. But they only faced one top ten quarterback throughout the season. That was Russell Wilson. They lost that game in Foxborough. They faced Tammy Hill twice. You know, and, and he was next in line as far as, you know, best quarterback that they faced. Of course, they beat Roethlisberger, you know, in the, in the postseason in Pittsburgh. Uh, just a terrible game plan. What Pittsburgh did, Atlanta will not do, and that's because Quinn has experience. He had the experience in Super Bowls before, and that's huge as well. He knows Brady needs to be pressured. He knows he got that pressure on him when he was there at Seattle. And if you can do that, again, force him to hurry up, get rid of the ball quickly. He does anyway. He gets rid of it in under three seconds. But force him to maybe throw to the target that he doesn't have time to check down and hit that second target that may be wide open like he did against Pittsburgh. He had all day. So all of a sudden, he's like going to throw short. And then, oh, wait, Chris Hogan's open by 15 yards. Let me throw it to him because Pittsburgh just – probably the worst defensive game plan I've seen in a long time against New England. You cannot rush three against Brady. You're going to have to bring five. You're going to have to bring six sometimes. You're going to have to try and nail him on a blindside uh, corner blitz like Houston did. Houston put him down three times. Uh, you know, if they didn't have Osweiler, Houston probably had a good chance to beat New England, right. you know, in that game on the road. Their defense did what they were supposed to do. It's just the offense was so inept for the Texans that they just really didn't have a chance as the game went on. But I think Atlanta, uh, again, is going to – Stay the course. And, and here's what gave me the confidence in Atlanta is the first playoff game. Matty Ryan enters one win, four losses. So right there you're thinking, ah, this guy's a choke job. You know, they're at home, I know. But they're playing Seattle, and Seattle's got experience. And Russell Wilson drives Seattle 
down the field, eight minutes, 48 seconds, and gets a touchdown. So all of a sudden, you're left with less than seven minutes before you even touch the ball, and you're down seven points. And yes, they got a break on the holding penalty on the kick return by Devin Hester when the score was 10-7. That really changed the complexion of that game, at least at that time. But what it showed me was that Atlanta didn't panic after giving up a long, sustained drive that turned into seven points for an experienced team like Seattle. So if New England gets that kickoff, and by the way, Atlanta's deferred every time they've won, they've deferred. New England's deferred nearly every time, but not every time this year. So remember that as far as before you think Atlanta's just going to grab the ball if they win the toss. They have not done that one time this season. But I think, you know, if, you know, if Atlanta gives up that first score, they're not going to panic. And again, they know track record-wise that New England also knows that stat, that they have not scored in the first quarter in those six Super Bowls. So they know New England's going to come out and try and be a little bit aggressive. I think it's going to be a wide-open Super Bowl. I think it's going to be not as conservative as a lot of sharp people in Vegas think. They think it's going to go under the total. So you'll see that total probably go up right to 59-and-a-half, 60 prior to game time, and then probably shoot back down and close somewhere in the neighborhood of 57-and-a-half, 58. That's what I'm hearing from all the experts as far as where the money trails are going, and they expect to see a lot of sharp money come in on the under. But to me, when you're playing in a dome, you have a dome team like Atlanta, and you have Brady, and you have Ryan, and you have all these weapons, including Deion Lewis, who's dangerous, and James White, another guy that can really catch the ball out of his backfield. There's just too many weapons. And when you've got safety valves like those four running backs for those two teams, you know, what do you do? Because the receivers are darn good as well, and the offensive lines are pretty darn good. So I just think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it may take a little bit to get going, but you saw that happen in the Green Bay-Atlanta game. wasn't really a high-scoring game. And then boom, 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 all of a sudden you had all these points you know, third, fourth quarter right there, and the game still ends up sailing over the total. So it's hard for me to ever play this under, but I'm playing Atlanta. I played them initially. I happened to be at the stations when the number came out, and so I got Atlanta even money plus three. Nice. And if you, look at Pinnacle, yeah, if you look at Pinnacle, which is one of the sharpest books in the world, they right now, if you lay three with New England, you're laying, you, you know, you're, mine, you're minus money. So, I mean, as far as, you know, they, they feel like Atlanta's, you know, they feel like Atlanta's the team. You know, the only place that's offered three and a half and consistently has not changed is the Treasure Island out here. You're taking a chance, a very big chance. They have New England minus three and a half, and then it's plus 115. So uh, if you take Atlanta, you'll get that hook, which is a very important half point, but you'll pay for it either 125 or 135 for every 100 you're wagering. But again, that's a big half point. If this game comes down to a field goal, and we know as far as the four games that New England's won, they've won two by three points, two by four points, and they've lost the other two close games against the Giants. So uh, never seemed to be real uh, big spread one way or the other for New England when they're in the Super Bowl with Brady Belichick. All right, Ken. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Again, that's Ken Thompson. Y'all can check him out on Twitter at KenThompson87. We're at SportsX Radio. Uh, he's on AgainstTheNumber.com. And check out his show, SportsX Radio, on 720 KW, or KDWN in Las Vegas. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you back on soon talk a little bit college basketball. You got it, Blake. Appreciate the opportunity, and God bless all you guys. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the game, and like I always tell everybody, everything in moderation. And don't bet over your head. Just because it's a Super Bowl, don't right. you know, break the bank just to bet that one game. A lot of people make that mistake, and trust me, when I was younger, I made that mistake. So just a little bit of wisdom there. Absolutely. All right, again, we appreciate you joining us, Ken. Uh, good stuff. From Ken, uh, appreciate all the guests we had this year. We really did. Uh, 
I feel like we've got a pretty good guest list. Hopefully we're going to continue to build off that. You know, this will be our last football show of the year, but don't think we're going away. We'll have some basketball stuff. Uh, definitely have some baseball stuff when that comes up. So, you know, don't think that the Deep Fried Bets podcast is going anywhere. But let's get to it. Super Bowl 51, it's on Sunday. We're not getting to our official picks yet, but this is probably everybody's, you know, everybody loves to bet on the game. But prop bets are what make the Super Bowl fun. Like, you can have action on literally anything. You can pick the color of the Gatorade they're going to pour on whoever's, whoever the winning coaches is, their head. Like, you can pick that. You That's can pick the best bet of the game. You win all your money back on that bet. Okay. Well, we going to give that to you. You can pick what color Lady Gaga's hair is going to be at halftime when she comes out. Like, crazy shit like that. That's what we love about the Super Bowl. So, let's hear them. Let's hear y'all's vault, if you'll have it, of uh, Super Bowl prop bets. Emil, we'll start with you. What are you giving us as your favorite prop bets for Sunday? Uh, well, I don't really have any funny prop bets because uh, this is not a humor podcast. This is a money making podcast, so that's probably well, all right. I don't know any statisticals on the Gatorade color. So, what what color do you, do you usually have? Where I'll cover that. I've got that. Uh, uh, in pocket. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to start off with a little bit of curveball here. Uh, will there be a special team uh, or a defensive touchdown? And I would pick yes Okay. on that one. Because uh, last night I had a dream about uh, Dion Lewis running with the ball. I don't. Uh, I'm not quite sure if he ended up in the end zone, but I. It looked like it was a good run. Oh, so we're uh, we're going to uh, dreams here. Yes, I and, like it. Uh, my dreams allow. usually come true. Okay, so, I'll allow it. So, uh, what are the odds on that? Uh, Two point sixty-two. Okay. Do you want me to convert it to? Yes. Your... This is not the metric system. That this is, is true. America. Uh, what would that be in uh, Yush? Uh, is it fractional? Yes. <laughs> we'll do fraction. We'll do uh, hey, plus. Nine nine. You get your shit get before you come on here. It's plus 162. Plus 162. We'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so one defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown on a meal saying yes. All right, next up. Next up, Tom Brady to rush over 3.5 yards. Okay, Tom already over 3.5 yards. Uh, minus uh, 125. Minus 125. We'll take it. Okay, next up is? Uh, under 3.5 sacks. Under 3.5 sacks. Okay. What's, uh, uh, plus 110. Plus 110. I like that. Next up? LeGarrette Blount to score a touchdown. Minus 125. So at any time score, minus 125 for Garrett Blount. All right, and what's your final? Uh, my final is score before uh, five minutes plus 110. Score before five minutes plus 110. Okay. So we yep. got defensive special teams touchdown plus 162. Uh, yes, Tom Brady over three and a half rushing yards minus 125. We're going to go under three and a half sacks, minus 110, or plus 110, I'm sorry. LeGarrette Blunt, anytime touchdown score, minus 125, and score before five minutes, uh, plus 110. Yep. Sounds good. Boomer, what are your favorite prop bets of Super Bowl 51? 
Yeah, mine really don't really have anything to do with the actual football game being uh, <laughs> since it's the Super Bowl. So, might as well start out with the coin toss. Uh, what I want the listeners out there to do is take a brand new quarter, preferably made before 1997, flip it, whatever that comes up with, take the opposite. So if it comes up on heads when you flip it, take tails. All right, well, go ahead and flip one for us. Oh, oh I don't have one. I don't have anything before 1997 on my shit's brand new. So <laughs> I'm leaving that in the viewer's hands right there. Whatever whatever they're feeling, whatever they have come up. Okay. Opposite of your own flip. Hey. <laughs> How is that a pick, though? Next. Hey, it's a suggestion, <laughs> not a pick. A suggestion. Oh. I like to start the game with something fun, you know? Get the uh, your coin purse. Vibrating a little bit downstairs. <laughs> then I'm taking Luke Bryan will wear blue jeans during the national anthem at minus two fifty. Yeah, well that's you know. Hey, I agree. Hey, it's I, you about to say it's free money. I know it's free money. That's why I'm giving it out right now. All Luke right. wearing blue jeans. Then can we can we take a timeout by the way? Why the <laughs> fuck is Luke Bryan or Byron, whatever the fuck his name is, why is he singing the national anthem? Did everyone else say no? No, he's just he's just so damn high right now. Or is this Trump's America, where we have to have Luke Byron come out and sing the national anthem? He's the uh, he's the Ryan Reynolds of country music right now. He's so damn high. Ryan Reynolds is talented. This yeah, he was in that one movie. So leading into halftime, we're gonna go with Lady Gaga right now. I'm feeling a little bit a little bit of spice, a little bit of a little bit of. F you Donald Trump. A little bit of hair painted red, white, and blue, bleeding for America. Mm. Give me Lady Gaga, any other color but blonde, coming out at halftime at plus 200. <laughs> love that. Absolutely love that. Then, throughout the game, a little bit, a little bit of a little nugget for you throughout the game right here. I'm going over the one and a half tweets by Donald Trump at yeah. minus one fifty. <laughs> That's a lot. Too. He, they come over in bunches, man. He, that dude, he just he can't get it all in one. It's always going to be coming out in two, always in two. Over on that minus one fifty, pretty decent odds for as trigger happy as that son of a bitch is. It is unbelievable. Then I know I, I agree. I thought it was going to be at least at, at two and a half on that bet. So ending the game on a strong note, it's. I don't know how aggressive you want to be. I'm going with uh, the Red Gatorade getting dumped at plus 600. If you want to kind of hedge a little bit, maybe make sure you cover your ass a little bit, take orange at plus 300. Yeah, if you ever had Red Gatorade, it sucks. Hey, but the Falcons are going to be drinking that shit like there's no tomorrow. It's a victory victory red right there. So, So I'm saying take red. The red sucks. Most common. I personally like it. A lot of athletes don't. Take the orange, though. Take the orange at plus 300 and kind of even yourself out, maybe cover yourself on a couple other nifty bets. Wow. Okay. So, Boomer, opposite of your own flip, uh, both odds are the quarter has to be before 1997, obviously. Um, yeah, it's, it's about the balance and the weight of how it flips. Fine. Okay. Uh, the odds on that are minus 105 either way. Will Luke Bryan Byron? I don't. I really don't know what it is. Uh, will he wear jeans? Minus two fifty. Yes. Uh, Gaga non blonde plus two hundred uh, on the hair color for Great value there. Any other color but blonde right there for gags. Uh, next up, over one and a half tweets by Donald Trump minus one fifty, and uh, keeping it classy with red and or orange Gatorade. I, I don't know. 
Yes, red, red, or orange. You're getting plus 600 on red, plus 300 on orange. So either way, you're winning money there. Okay, so yeah. That's what Bimmer's got for you on Super Bowl Sunday. This is prop best. My, you know, skew a little more towards the mills, a little more uh, traditional. We'll start with a coin flip, though. This is an in-game or before-game prop bet. One of my favorite prop bets. Um, we're going to take tails because Vegas always needs tails. And I'm not saying they're rigging the coin flip. They're probably not. But, you know, they're going to they're gonna need this. They're going to need this coin flip. And uh, Vegas gets what they need a lot of the time. So give me tails, minus 105 for the coin flip. Next up, <clears throat> to the Luke, Brian, Byron, whatever guy. Um, the country singer with no talent. He is going to be singing the national anthem. And the over-under for that national anthem is two minutes and seven seconds, I believe. Uh, if you know me, you know that I love betting on the national anthem over-under. It's one of my, it's one of the great pastimes in American, in American history. And uh, usually I take the over because they usually have talented folks singing the national anthem. Well, they do not have anyone talented singing the national anthem. So this dude is not going to go out there and try to showcase his pipes because he doesn't have any. So we're going to take the under – two minutes and seven seconds because this dude's going to try to get in, get out as quick as he can before America realizes he has no talent and he is a giant fraud. Now, there was a lot of controversy there last year with Lady Gaga. Being oh, trust me, I know. 221. She stopped and then she picked up that last note. Now, the last note got right at 221. They didn't pay out because I had the over in that. No, they, they did pay the out. Fireworks. When did the fireworks stop? You know, the fireworks counted in that because it's going on during the uh, during the actual song. So, I mean, that, that, that bet probably will be in my portfolio, but it's just, it's bookmakers call on that. And most of the time, you don't even know if it pays out on either side. Uh, I actually got a payout on over last year, but we'll see. Next up, we're going to take the first player to score. So just for reference on this, uh, if Tom Brady throws a touchdown, Tom Brady does not get the credit for that. It's the person who actually carry the ball or run the ball into the end zone or catch the ball in the end zone. I'm giving you Julian Edelman for the mm. first touchdown player or first player to score a touchdown in Super Bowl 51. You get plus 900 on that. So – uh, give me Edelman to catch a touchdown pass from Tom Brady, be the first touchdown of the game, uh, plus 900 on that. So next up, we're going to take the most first downs in the game. Now this is a pick. Juice is flowing a little bit more towards the Patriots. We are having to give up juice. Minus 135. I like the Patriots to have more first downs in this game, regardless if they win the game or not. I think they are a dink and dunk team. Um, they're not trying to score 50, 60 yards. They don't have Julio Jones in their team. They're not just saying, here, go big dick everyone like you can, Julio. Uh, they're going to try to get the 10, the 12, you know, the 5, the 6. They're not going to try to get 50 yards of play. They're going to try to get as many first downs as they can. Regardless of the outcome of the game, I think you're pretty safe. You've got to take minus 135, but I'll pony up the extra juice to get that. Patriots, I think, do have more first downs in the game. Next up. Let's go. Um, hmm. Let's go. I, I've got a few. Man, he's flying right now, Bly. <laughs> no, I've got a few of these. And you are an absolute loose cannon right now. <laughs> you know, I've given my first four, 
And there's one that's just so obvious. You got to pay, you got to pony up a lot, and the odds are not good, but I got to give it out. It's the closest thing I've ever seen to a lock in gambling. I know there's no such thing as a lock in gambling, but who will Donald Trump pick to win the game? Now, he's doing that stupid ass pregame interview before the game. Yes, uh, they're going to. That is absolutely free money. If you have a hundred thousand yes. dollars to bet, then you bet it on the Patriots. I yes, agree. it is Patriot. It's minus a thousand. You know, you got to bet a hundred bucks to win ten, and it only counts if he makes a pick. So it's not like if he doesn't make a pick, you're screwed. It's if he clearly picks the Patriots or the Falcons. Uh, he's not picking the Falcons. Like, why? He basically tried. Why? Because he basically tried to insinuate that him and Belichick are butt buddies today. Or maybe it was yesterday. Um, yeah, he a, came on the radio and said Bill Belichick is a very dear personal close. Yeah, made him. a made a comment <laughs> that I his son Cheerios this morning. No, he made a comment <laughs> to the to the tune of like he said I love you or something to me last time we saw each other. It was really weird. It's him on the cheek, I believe. Yeah, that's what he said. Um, he, I don't know. He's a huge Patriots guy. Uh, him and Belichick are boys. Apparently, him and Brady are boys. I don't really care. That doesn't. You they know, probably are. What now? They probably are. No, they are. I mean, everybody's making a big deal of it. I'll fuck the Patriots because I mean, who gives a shit who the people voted for? Like that, you know, whatever. But he's not picking the Falcons. So that's easy money. If you want to risk it, um, do it. You know, I'll probably throw a little bit on it just because I don't see it being anything. They can't go wrong there. But, you know, it, it it's going to be as close to a lock and gambling as you can get. Donald Trump minus a thousand to pick the Patriots <laughs> is my final prop bet. So I got tails minus one hundred five under two minutes and seven seconds for the national anthem minus one thirty. Um, let's go. Julian Edelman scores the first touchdown of the game plus nine hundred. Great value there. Uh, Patriots gonna have the most first downs minus one thirty five and Trump minus a thousand to pick the Patriots. If he doesn't pick anyone, you get your money back because he ain't picking the Falcons. So there are my five favorite prop bets for Super Bowl Sunday. So that's what we did. We got our prop bets up. Keep a look out. Maybe we'll tweet out some more day of the game. Um, yeah. If you've got something that you really love that you didn't hear us discuss, let us know. We'll tweet those out. We'll retweet them for you. Get your opinions heard. If you got something you want the deep fried bet nation to, uh, to make some money off of, just let us know. Speaking of, on Twitter, we've been running polls. And we love y'all for participating in these polls. High participation rate on these. Uh, we asked the simple questions. Who is going to win the game? Or who's going to cover? And uh, over-under. So, over-under, 59 right now. Twitter, official pick, Deep Fried Bets Twitter followers, 70% on the under of 59. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that's uh, pretty respectful guys in that group ladies and gal gals and guys uh helping us there uh under 70 or under 59 70 percent and the deep fried bets twitter followers official pick for super bowl 51 surprised me a little bit 60 percent on the falcons plus three on super bowl sunday so that's what twitter did but that's not why you came here. You could have went to our Twitter page at Deep Fried Bets to find that out. But instead, you came here for our picks. We're not going to get right into it. We're going to talk about 
First off, how did we come to make these picks? But it's kind of hard to do that without giving it away. So maybe we'll get that explanation when we give out our actual picks. But first off, let's go to our over-unders, our own personal over-unders for this game. Uh, Emil, what do you think? Over or under 59, what you got? I think that I would probably wait until game day, and uh, that line will be on 60, and I will go with the under and with the Twitter people. Okay, you're taking under? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if you wait too late, though, the Sharps will come back in. Uh, Boomer, over or under 59, what are you taking? Well, the line already made it up to 60 and a half earlier this week, and... Got bet back down uh, all the way to 59. Has recently gone back to 59 and a half. Um, I'm looking at it as uh, two weeks ago, whenever the total was set at the highest ever in the playoff game at 60, I think it ended at 62 right before game time. Uh, in that Falcons-Packers game, they crushed it. No question about it. Um, I think that... Overall, Las Vegas is going to need the under to hit. Probably not as much as in the past because obviously it sounds like a lot of people are going with the under. Um, but I, I'm going to go with the under 59.5 also. I, I don't know how much that's going to move. It might even move back down to 59 if you don't grab it right now. Uh, so just the fact that the over did hit two weeks ago with it being so high, I, I think that I think the under's in play here, and if I'm taking the under of 59.5, I'm also going to go ahead and grab the uh, first half under of 28.5, which will probably be anywhere around minus 110 to minus 115 while I'm at it, just to double down a little bit. Um, I like it. (laughs) And then if you want to get real aggressive with that, you can start going through some of the player props and – Grabbing some of the uh, some of the under, unders and total yards for for both teams because that's pretty much also going to factor in. Okay. So you like the overall under and the first half under. I like that first half under too. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with you boys. I like the under 59 here as well. Uh, public is currently sitting at let me check. I believe yeah, 63 percent on the over. That's dropped a lot. They started hammering that. This is the highest over under Super Bowl history. Um, Patriots top scoring defense in the league this year, and a lot of people don't realize that um, because they don't have the flashy playmakers on that defense. But they, Bill Belichick stops your best player better than anyone, maybe in NFL history. Like he, he's not you know known as some great defensive mind, but he's going to go into their game and say, "Look, we're shutting you know insert player name here." Obviously, you have to think Julio Jones is that guy. Is Julio Jones good enough to transcend Belichick's game plan? We'll see. But I just don't see this going over 59. I mean, think about it. Like 28-24, you're the still over, a touchdown away. The over has hit three out of the last four years. That's fine. Yeah, that's not happening again. I mean, think about it. 28-24, that's a high-scoring game. You're still a touchdown away from the over. So, um, I like the under 59. Love it here. That's giving out. Lots were predicting a 30-28 game. That's yes. still under. I know. I agree. So, there we go. All right. We're all three on the under. We'll see if we can agree on the actual game picks. It's here. It, it breaks <laughs> my heart that it's here because it means it's the end of football season. Uh, no more football until 
the end of August, maybe it's the very first of September. I haven't checked the actual date, that glorious Thursday that college football comes back. I already am excited for it. But we've got one more game, and it's the Super Bowl 51, the Atlanta Falcons versus the New England Patriots. The Patriots are three-point favorites in Houston. This game kicks off at about 5.15 Central, 6.15 Eastern on Sunday. Emil, mm. official Swedish correspondent. We've loved having you on this year, man. We're going to keep having you on, but we got to get that Super Bowl pick from you. Patriots, minus three. Falcons, plus three. Who are you rolling with on Sunday? Well, just to rewind the clock a little bit, a uh, couple of weeks ago I was on this show and I picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. That's right. I, I actually did mean to hit on that a little earlier. Um, mm. His official Super Bowl pick was the Patriots at plus 195 uh, before the playoffs started. Me and Boomer were both on the Steelers at plus 800. We did not win. No. Uh, and Bill going out in the first drive uh, did not help our cause. No, that's fine, though. <laughs> but you got great value, though. You got great value. We did get good value. Yeah. Hey, uh, I told you earlier, I'd rather <laughs> win $10,000 with the possibility of winning $10,000. Make a dollar at the game. That's true. But if there's one thing that I've learned listening to this podcast is that you got to stick with your guns. you got to stick with your guns. So I'm going to stick with the Patriots minus three. Taking the Pats minus three. Yep. <laughs> all, all right. You've done it all year. You've been on them all year. I mean, you've been right most of the time. So the Patriots minus mm. three is Emil's official Super Bowl 51 pick. Boomer. It's been uh, it's been about an even year for you. You've been sitting at about five hundred, uh, not bad. That's, that's a nice thing to say. Look, shit, I, I think I've ended over five hundred. You in? You, you're probably about fifty-one, fifty-two percent. Those hockey bets put me over the top, but <laughs> but let's get this. Let's let's close it. Let's close it big for you. Who are you taking Sunday Super Bowl? Who you well, got? I'm. Uh, uh, it's kind of a hard one because. Um, I theoretically took the Patriots at minus three the day after they beat the Steelers, thinking that that line was going to shoot up to where the line should be at roughly five, maybe five and a half on this game. Uh, And it did not move a half point in two weeks because I was going to try to hammer the Falcons when it got to five so I could middle the game or at least get a side on the game. So, I am currently stuck on the Patriots. Now, I don't hate that. Uh, I, I know that all the sharp money has been on the Falcons to keep, the line, where, well, to keep the line where it's been for the majority. That, that's the case. There's been definitely some six-figure, five-figure bets just coming in on the Falcons with the majority of the public hitting the Patriots that are that have been out there last weekend that will be out there this weekend. I think the line does move a little bit on game day with the new crowd coming in on Friday into Vegas to kind of push that. Um, I, I don't hate needing the Patriots. The underdog has won the Super Bowl eight out of the last nine Super Bowls, I think. Something like that. Yeah, Vegas usually gets, uh, they're usually on this. Right, and Vegas has had a terrible year, and they need this to give them a little moral victory starting out the new fiscal year. Um, 
I think the Falcons probably are the sharper side, but I do think there's value on the Patriots because that line has not moved yet. Three is the right number, and I think you take the team that you think is going to win at the right number at that three because, I mean, three is a solid number. So um, what I thought was going to happen didn't end up happening before the game so far. I, I like the Patriots, you know, Tom Brady. The, they'll shut down Julio. He's got three injuries in that foot. But the problem is is you also have Sanu and Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. So Belichick for sure will take away Julio Jones. The Falcons' defense is not that good. The Patriots' defense is a hell of a lot better than most people give them credit for. Yep. Um and I think it's going to be a close game. I, yeah. I think it's going to be a coin toss game at the, at the end of it. All right, so you're taking the Pats, minus three. I'm also on the Patriots, minus three. Um, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away by that. Um, <laughs> me and Boomer, we kind of talked uh, last week, that Monday, like as soon as, you know, or it officially came out that Sunday night, I guess. But it went live online for us at minus three. And we both, I mean, we we thought for sure this thing would end up at four and a half, five. Uh, it hasn't moved. And public is on the Patriots. It, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, for the majority, 67% of the public is on the Patriots. Um, but money, it's it's not quite that high. Um, you're going to have a little closer. But I've said all year, you know, Patriots get too much value. Patriots get too much value. Or people are valuing too much. And they kick my ass all year. I bet against them a lot. And I can't do it again. And, like, I, I, I look, I live I live in Birmingham. You know, I grew up in the state of Alabama. Boomer currently lives in Atlanta. If there's one thing we know, it's that an Atlanta, this Atlanta sports team is not going to win the championship. Like, I mean, they just – They've always shit to bed, like in historical fashion. And I just can't in good conscience. It's like Boomer always says, you know, who are you going to feel smarter or dumber holding the ticket? I can't. I'm not going to feel smart. You know, if the Falcons cover and the Falcons win the game, great. But I'm going to feel better going to sleep that night knowing that, you know, I didn't have the Falcons holding that ticket to win the Super Bowl <laughs> in my hand. I uh, love the Patriots here. Minus three. Uh I don't know that it's not – I really don't know what to think. I, I've kind of, you know, I've kind of been on the fence. And Bill Barnwell, really respectable uh, football guy, ESPN.com, got a bunch of stuff. Uh, he came out today and called it a route for the Patriots, uh, which made me feel a little better about my pick. But, see, that's in play for both teams in this game. Right. It, it could be a close game, but both teams have the ability to pull away. Absolutely. But I'm going to tell you, I mean, I really do. I think experience matters. And – I agree, and that's and that is the main thing going for the Patriots. I don't know that anybody on that team for the Falcons really has played in the Super Bowl. You might have a couple guys, but give me Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and and a touch, I mean, and a field goal. I mean, I'll <laughs> and, ride with and three, them. And three little white guys at about five seven yeah. just running around the field. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, I I'll ride with them. Let's do it, baby. Patriots, we're all on them. Let's go. Hey, American way, get Mel Gibson out there. <laughs> Let him lead the team out of the tunnel. I'm pumped, guys. I can't wait. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. That's a few short hours away. Uh, guys, this has been a hell of a year for the Deep Fried Bets podcast. We're going to keep this momentum going throughout. Just because football season's over does not mean the Deep Fried Bets podcast is over. So, 
you know, be sure to keep following on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We love checking in. We love hearing from y'all. Uh, you know, love it when y'all get involved. Tell us your picks. Tell us who you got in the Super Bowl. We're interested. We want to hear what your thoughts are, what the final score you think is going to be. Over or under, tell us. I mean, we love the success stories about uh, people gambling away the mortgage for their home and <laughs> hit that and having not only enough for a down payment on their home, but also enough to get their wife a new car. Yeah. And all, that's all because of our podcast. So we, we, people helping people. That's what we're all about. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in. And we will catch you in a few short weeks. We'll probably take a week or two off, but we'll get right back at it. We'll have a meal back with some soccer. Boomer might come back and use some hockey. No telling what else he's got up for you. Craig is about to start getting geared up uh, over in India, right, Emil? Oh, yeah, that's true. So do y'all uh, have anything to send us into the football offseason with? Boomer. Yeah, you, everyone out there needs to go rent or purchase a copy of the Patriot. Um, probably about two ninety five at uh, your local Walmart. Pop that bad boy in. Get the get the juices flowing. Get the blood going, and uh, they get you in the right mindset to go ahead and uh, not think. Just click a button and gamble your life savings away. All right, Emil, what are you sending us into the off season with? The off season. Uh, I don't really have an off season. It's always season, but I don't know. I just uh, I'm kind of looking for um, for some uh, Super Bowl snacks. That would be a typical American that I would like to have some tips on, like uh, w- what to eat during the game. No uh, fried fried. That's stuff. the typical uh, the typical platter for Super Bowl Sunday in most American cities is Budweiser and hookers. Ah. Uh, Mm, that's going to be hard, but can I do PAPS? PBR, yes. PBR and hookers also unacceptable. All right. Yeah. So All right. That works. So there you go. Boomer just gave you uh, the, the menu. All right, folks. We appreciate it, and we will catch you all sooner than later.